It's very tough at the moment, particularly in people in the southwest of Sydney, some of the worst affected areas by the Delta variant. We also know we lost a young Sydney fellow. Uh, I know he's of Middle Eastern background. Uh, I think he's of the Islamic faith. And uh, his community would be mourning him. It's very difficult. This was this young fellow, only, what was he, all of 16, who passed away last week. He had meningitis, but obviously the effects of that were exacerbated by COVID-19. Uh, member for Lakemba, Jihad Dib. Good morning to you, Jihad. How are you? Good morning, Marcus. Good, thanks. How are you? Look, I'm okay. Can I congratulate you first? Uh, you've done some wonderful work in your local community trying to get people to uh, do the right thing, follow the public health advice, get vaccinated and all the rest of it. So well done to you. you you're like so many other MPs of all different colours who've been keeping on social media in particular... Uh, their residents and constituents informed of the ever-changing public health orders that come out daily. Well, thanks so much, Marcus. I mean, look, that's, at the end of the day, that's the reason we go into politics isn't it? or any sort of public services to be able to do the right thing. And, and I think this is an example of when people need to step up, they just have to. And the public orders are, you know, they're ever-changing. And, and my responsibility, like every other MP, is to make sure that their community not only completely understands them, but follows them. You made some really nice comments the other day. There are some things that cut you much more deeply than others. Osama, a beautiful young man with a life of dreams ahead of him, has lost his life. He was a kind-hearted soul and a regular teen who loved his sport and his family. His immediate family, as we obviously would imagine, are completely devastated. Uh, The youngest victim so far of this recent outbreak. I mean, it is heartbreaking that this young, smiling fellow, great picture of him here, and you've shared your sentiments online. Just a, an awful time for his family and close ones. Oh, look, and that was a really hard one. And, and I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I think that I expressed the sentiments that so many others were doing. And, and it was a respectful post, and I'd spoken to the family. And I think I just wanted to highlight exactly that no matter what anybody thinks or no matter what he's going through, you know, there's a family at the moment who's lost a teenage a teenage child. And, and I said it does cut. Like, there are lots of things that cut you, but there are some things that absolutely pierce into your soul. And, and this is one because, uh, you know, whether you've got kids of the same age or you've got relatives, it's just, you know, you look at this and the unfairness of it. And, mm. um, you know, wearing the heart on the sleeve and sharing that with the community, I think, was an opportunity for them to also put their thoughts out and to show some solidarity to the family. Well, I think you've done that. Uh, I mean, they would be absolutely devastated. Um, Look, unfortunately, there's been a a bit of concern, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this this morning. Um, And I've had a number of calls. There's been some reports in the press about the closure of the biggest cemetery in Australia, and that is Rookwood Cemetery. They, uh, They have security guards at the front gate. They're not letting anybody in. I don't want to point out, I don't want to make this too political, but, I mean, for goodness sake, Jihad, you can go to Bunnings or you can go to Harvey Norman, but you can't go to a gravesite to visit a loved one. I, I just think we've got this totally wrong. We're supposed to be looking after people's mental health. Look, I don't even know where this came from, and, and I'm extremely disappointed because MPs knew nothing about it. The first we hear about it, unfortunately, like so many things, is through the media or through a media report. And, and, and I, I can't understand why it would be the case. If somebody has got a deceased relative and, 
they want to go and visit them. And if we can set some rules around that, then surely we can find a way. But to simply close the gate, I think it's unimaginable. I know, I mean, I personally know of somebody who goes to visit, um, you know, their child's, their child's gravesite every single day. Yep. Um, you know, they just go, it's their moment of reflection. They say a little prayer. They sit there. That's their way, as you said, of dealing with the mental health, but it's also a way of the grief. I, I really don't know where this has come from. And, and I said, what I'm more disappointed in is it just hasn't been communicated. There hasn't been a suggestion to try and find a middle ground. If it's a concern about people congregating, um, we'll then sort that out. But to simply say to people, you can't go and visit the grave of your loved one, that is so incredibly important to people through a grieving process. And you don't just grieve for a day or a week. You know, you grieve for the rest of your life when you've lost somebody. Well, I, I, I think there's, as you said, I think, I think there's some things that we just have to question and say, well, you know what, where's, where's the humanity and where's actually the, the, the consideration of how people are feeling? Well, there are double the standards too, Jihad. I mentioned, and I don't want to pick on the big box retailers, but you can go to certain shops still uh, and, you know, people on the in the eastern suburbs can walk along beaches and can jump in the water for exercise, quote-unquote, and all the rest of it. Uh, they're able to do that. Uh, but people in the southwest of Sydney, in the western suburbs, can't visit our biggest cemetery in the city to pay their respects and to visit loved ones. I mean, it's, it's difficult for everybody at the moment. Look, I understand... Uh, the concern around gatherings, and I get that, you know, there, there are public health orders in place. All right, well, then regulate them. Just say perhaps only one person can go at a yeah. time or you need to go there wearing a mask or only two people can travel or something. Do something, anything, that will get uh, people back into Rookwood Cemetery to pay their respects. And, and I think that's a real common-sense approach that you're putting forward. I mean, in most cases, if somebody is going to visit a gravesite, they're probably going with somebody else from their household anyway. Um, you know, if there's a greater concern that we don't know about, well, then tell us what the concern is so that people can actually address that so that we can put some mitigating things into, you know, into action. Yeah. But to simply say, don't go and visit, um, I just can't imagine. I, I just cannot imagine if you're somebody who, you know, needs needs to go and visit the gravesite just simply because it's your way of mourning, your way of showing some love, compassion, but it's also your way of dealing with it. And I really can't see how one person, you know, is there and it makes a difference. If you need social distancing, do it. If you need masks, do it. If you need to limit the numbers, do it. But to simply say, no, this is not enough, or this is not good enough, we're going to close it up, I think is is looking at something with a bit of a sledgehammer. Yeah. I mean, the other concern I have, and you've raised it as well, it's, it's really, really difficult. And, and I try not to get into an argument as much as I can about the East and the West. But the fact of the matter is, there's people in in and around the southwestern and the western suburbs who are doing it exceptionally tough. You've got yep. many people who live in little unit blocks mm -hmm. where there isn't enough open space. And, you know, now we're also having basketball courts rings taken down. So you can't, you know, going to the park becomes a problem. I worry about people's mental health. I think that the issue that we're going to have once we get over this pandemic mm. is actually the long-term mental health issues that people have got because people are not only worried and panicked and angst-ridden and unsure and lost their jobs and missing their kids, missing their friends at school, you've also got a situation where people are being forced into a bit of loneliness, and I'm really, really concerned about that yeah, as time goes. Well said.